Alright, we good. Okay. Alright, let me wet my whistle while I, I gotta do this introduction. Hold on. Ah, Bark's Root Beer, the best. Preach. I know, right? It's hard to find in Texas, so when I do find it, like, I know Whataburger, all, like, all Whataburgers have Bark's Root Beer. Yep. And, uh, so when I do find it, it's, like, the places that's, I, I'm like, oh, yes. It's, oh, it's so good. Dude, I, the Five Guys around here has the new Coke machines where you can get, like, cherry vanilla flavor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, a vanilla Barks is life-changing. Ooh, I don't know about that. That seems like it'd be too sweet, huh? Dude, it's, it's, like, just the right amount. Like, it just has that nice little, like, smooth vanilla to it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. All right, you ready to start? Ready when you are. All right, all right, all right. All right. <clears throat> Hello, world. Welcome back to Flores, the Flores and Friends podcast. Sorry, I gotta say that right. Um, happy thanks, happy belated Thanksgiving to any American listeners. Today, I am joined by my brother from another mother, Justin Hartwell, fan favorite and longtime recurring guest. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, but I'm a fan favorite. That's awesome to hear. Well, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have a few, but you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, how was your uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you get to? See, I, I imagine you didn't get to see everybody, huh? Yeah, with everyone being scattered and uh, pops working so much, I had a very quiet Thanksgiving. So yeah. it, it was it was nice to have because I've been working like crazy the past last week, and then this week is a lot of work. So it was nice to have a full day of you know quiet. Yeah. So, it was good. How about yours? Oh, it was fine. I came down from Austin to Louisiana. I stayed in Baton Rouge for a couple of, a few days. And then I came here the Wednesday before, and I'm still here recording in my in one of my mother's guest rooms at her place. Uh, and uh, it's good. It's good. I uh, ate like a ate like a pig. What's your uh, I got I got two quick questions for you regarding Thanksgiving, and then we can move on to the topic. What is your okay. what's your favorite side dish? And I need you to settle a debate for me when it comes to pumpkin pie. So what's your favorite side dish? My favorite side dish is my granny's uh, baked macaroni. Oh, man. Like, and the way my granny does it, because my mom has tried making it for us before. Yeah. With, like, you know, shredded cheddar cheese and this and that or whatever. But my granny makes it with the Kraft Singles and yeah. evaporated milk and all these other things. Yeah. And it comes out worlds different to where... You know, we'll have my grannies, and we'll say, Mom, honestly, we like that one better. And my mom looks <laughs> at us. She puts garbage in this. Like, she doesn't use good stuff. Like, <laughs> why do you like it more? It's like, it just tastes better. I don't tell you. Uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. Um, I, I don't know if this counts as cheating, but I'll, I'll if I had to pick one, it would be mashed potatoes and gravy. But my favorite side dish, really, is mixing my mashed potatoes and gravy and my mom's stuffing into one, like, oh. with gravy, you know, all that concoction. That's probably my favorite. But if I had to pick, like, its own thing, it would be mashed potatoes and gravy. It's so good. It's a classic. I mean, how can you not? I know, right? It's, it, it, like, I, it, all I really need is, like, I guess, like, Four things: turkey, mashed potatoes, yeah. and gravy, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. That's all I need. That's all, and maybe you know bread, obviously. But like, those are like the four four things I absolutely have to make any Thanksgiving meal like a, an authentic Thanksgiving meal for me. Yeah. Do you like the fresh, or you take your cranberry sauce out the can? See, honestly, I'm not a cranberry sauce guy. Oh wow, really? 
I am not one for cranberry sauce. Oh man, you're you're the minority on that one, my brother. Oh, trust me, I get it every <laughs> year. Like, trust me, how do you not like this? Like, it it's never appealed to me. I will, it just. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, they're like, there's stuff like that. Like, um, what's on green bean casserole? I can't stand green beans. Like, people love green bean casserole. I'm like, I cannot eat green bean casserole. If it's done right, it's. It's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> okay. Let me ask you: Do you like pumpkin pie? I do like pumpkin pie. Settle this debate because I've been in a week-long debate with general people that I know. Do you put whipped cream on your pumpkin pie? I want to say I do. Oh. You know, hey, just hear me out. Okay. General circumstances and the presenting of a pump of. Of a slice of pumpkin pie. Yeah. Nine times out of ten does have a dollop or swoosh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However you serve out your whipped cream. Adds a little dollop or swoosh on said piece. Yes or no? Me? You're asking yeah, like me? General, no, I... Well, first off... First off, I can't really eat whipped cream, but when I could eat whipped cream, I, I never... Here's my thing. Here's where I'm coming from, Justin. Hear me out. Pumpkin pie is so perfect just the way it is. I feel like it's excessive to add whipped cream on it. But apparently I'm a crazy person because everybody in America apparently puts whipped cream on their pumpkin pie. And I'm like, but it's – it's. I don't know what junk pumpkin pie y'all have been eating, but the ones at least my mother makes that I've been growing up on, they're fer- they're perfect. Why would you need to add anything on top of perfection? It's like – but it's, but the, the argument is like people are like, oh, you can always like you know improve it. I'm like, but it, it, it's fine the way it is. Why do you need to add some junk on it? I'm like, what are you doing? It's it's perfect the way it is. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, can, I can understand where you're coming from, and I appreciate it because, yeah. again, not everyone has your mom's perfect pumpkin pie. Well, I mean – yeah, this is true. I, that's the thing. It's like, am I biased because like my mom's pumpkin pie is so goddamn delicious? Who knows? But it's, I, I just, I'm just like, the whole thing started because I had to bring pies for this office thing, office uh-huh. uh, Thanksgiving potluck, right? And uh, I brought a pecan. It's not pecan. It's pecan for all you people, for all you nut jobs out there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and it's praline, not praline for all you other idiots out there. Anyway. Fucking Yankees. I know, right? And fucking Texans as well, dude. I'm telling you. So I had to bring these two pies. I brought pecan and I brought uh, pumpkin. And they were like, "Where's the whipped cream?" I'm like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't bring any whipped cream because I mean, I I don't eat dairy. I can't eat dairy products, so I don't even think about dairy products, right? So like, uh, they were like, "Oh, we gotta have whipped cream for the pumpkin pie." I'm like, "No, you don't." And that started the debate. I was like, "Y'all are (laughs) fucking crazy. What's wrong with y'all? Pumpkin pie is great the way it is." And uh, it's been it's been back and forth with a few few people I know, and they all think I'm crazy. And I'm like, I I was like, I don't know what crap ass pumpkin pie y'all been eating, but I mean, I think. (laughs) The only the only pie, and we can move on to the, move on to the topic after this. But the only pie I think genuinely needs it is cherry pie, and I love cherry pie. Agreed. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, so I was just like, I guess I'm I guess I'm crazy because I I I never understood why you would like add whipped cream on top of perfection, but you know that's just me. Yeah. Anyway, so we've been talking about doing this episode since. I think we did the four-parter mega episode, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so if anyone who's not aware, um, last year we <laughs> our, our reach exceeded our grasp, I guess. Last year we did a history of the superhero film genre from like the ni- late 70s to now. And it was it was fun. We had fun discussing it. I mean, we had technical problems. <laughs> we lost an episode and had to re-record an episode. We forgot movies, so but we 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 did it. We technically crossed the finish line, you know, but it was it was a monster. <laughs> it was a bear of a task. Like some of the we didn't even think about like Oh yeah, this would be fun. We should totally do this. And then as we started gaining traction and realized how long oh, of a God. stretch we were gonna be covering. Oh yeah, and it was so I, I at first asked when I first brought up the idea to Justin, I was like, Yeah man, it should only take like two hours. Like one like we were gonna sit down and do it in one spot and we were gonna knock it out and it took multiple weekends <laughs> and it took like multiple I think all the, Oh god, I think just just the recordings alone that I had to edit. It came up to over four hours long, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Oh, that was a that was brutal. Yeah, so but now we now we know better, and it's just waiting years to get everyone caught up. We're gonna do it like increments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've decided this year, since this has been a pretty, I would say this has been a pretty good year for the superhero film genre, and we're gonna we're gonna break down all. I think we said six of them that came out this year. Would you ever believe that we'd have six legit, like, honest-to-goodness superhero films coming out a year? No. It's, it's, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches. Like, we're so spoiled. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So we're going to go through uh, each of the six films that came out this year um, for both from both major studios, you know, Marvel and DC and all that stuff, Disney and Warner Brothers. Uh, spoilers ahead. We are no restraint on spoilers. If you have not seen any of these films, please, you know, watch them and then come back. But we, like I said, we're going to dissect, we're going to talk about, and then eventually we're going to rank. And then we're going to talk about what we're excited about, uh, for next year. Cause we got a full slate coming out next year. Anyway, so, uh, without much further ado, I think the first one we were going to talk about was Lego Batman, man. You saw, you saw this pretty, you saw this almost right away, right? Yeah, it came out, um... March, I think, right? Somewhere around there. It came out March because I took, uh, my friend, I took a friend of mine to go see it for her birthday because she was really excited about it. Yeah, I didn't see it, um, I think I red boxed it in the stern, like, the spring or summer. Um, because mm-hmm. I was, I was making, I was planning on going to see it, but, like, it, it just, I, I got... I, I I don't know what happened. I think I just like it fell on the back burner. But anyway, um, I loved it. No, it it was a very charming and surprisingly deep movie for being a Lego Batman. Movie. Yeah, and anyone who saw the the first Lego movie would not be surprised about the quality because it was like it, I don't think it was the same people, but. It was really good. I loved. I love Will Arnett as Batman. He was really good in the original Lego movie, and he was really good in this. All the voices, like Zach Galifianakis, Michael Cera, Ray Fiennes, Rosario Dawson, like I felt like everybody fit, and it was like it was so wonderful. And then they had like so many characters in it. They had the entire Justice League. They had a Rogues Gallery of not only Batman villains, but like other villains from other franchises, like Harry Potter and like fucking Jurassic Park and shit like that. Yeah, and the, I, the Tower of Sorrow oh, just yeah. kind of wandering about. <laughs> so, that cracked me up. So, but 
I feel like the I think we got the most out of it because anyone who's seen it will know that like in the first ten minutes of the film they go through like all of Batman's rogues gallery and it's like an extent they go through like everybody bruh and we we were talking i remember texting you about it. i was like oh my god they're doing toy man and like all this other shit and i'm just like holy shit dude like they had condiment was it condiment king or condiment man or something like that and we were condiment like king, uh, polka dot man yeah i was like like all the people from like the way bygone era the deep of, cuts like, man dopey, silly villain uh it was and I was just like, I got such a tickle out of that because they were deep cuts. And I mean, uh, I think as we've previously said, neither one of us are really experts on Batman lore, but we we know we know somewhat and enough to where we got the jokes. Like we were like, oh my god. And I feel like that might have went over the head of a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Like besides us and stuff well, like that. Well, it's one of those things where it's um, you know, when they were going through the Rogues Gallery, they got to one one of the villains. Like, yeah, he's a real character. Yeah, he's a real villain. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was a nice little zing for, you know, people who don't know. Because, like, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that all of those villains existed. Yeah. But then when you start diving into oh, it yeah. and actually look it up, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, that, these are all actual villains that they dug in the dirt. Like, okay, what are some, this is gonna be, you know, ridiculous Lego movie. Who can we pull out for this? And they probably just went to, what was that, the Silver Age? Yeah, it's, like, even the Golden Age, man, they were like, they did some deep dives. But they also, not only did they pay respect to the comics, they paid respect to the movies, because there's, like, a montage of, like, what Batman's gone through, and it was, like, the style, like, he was dressed up like each one of the Batmans and all the Batman films and stuff like that, even including Batman versus Superman. And it was, like... (laughs) You could tell that the guys who made this, or the, I'm not not just the guys, but the people who made this, were huge, huge fans of Batman. And it's like, golly, y'all, y'all, y'all brought everything in, man. It was fucking stellar. No, they they brought their A game because yeah. it was the right kind of references. Yeah, you know the right timing of like the jokes and everything, all the yeah. throwback. It was a very funny movie. It's a very, very funny movie. And it, it got kind of deep, too. Like, yeah. It got almost like that relationship, heartbreak, you know, misunderstanding. coming. Like, it, it was very well played off. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I hate you. It's like, do you mean it? It's like, <laughs> it's like you understand where it's coming from and why it's like so, like, it like tugs on the heartstrings. Yeah. But it's Batman and Joker saying, I hate you. And it was just, it was so well done. It's such a great movie. As far as animated Batmans go, uh, Kevin Conroy from the Batman Animated TV series and several, he, I think he's been playing Batman for like almost 30 years at this point. He is the definitive Batman. He's definitely the definitive voiceover Batman, but. I gotta say, I'm very impressed by Will Arnett, not only as his Batman, but also as his Bruce Wayne, where he's just like, <laughs> he's like an er- a very arrogant playboy, and he just seems like he's having fun with it, man, and he seems like he's like, he's just like, going for it. <laughs> exactly. He's so and, good. <laughs> that was one thing I was very surprised about in Lego Movie, the first one. Oh yeah, definitely. And then when you think of like, wait, who's the voice in you? see Will Arnett, like, 
Okay, yeah, he could never actually be Batman, like, as yeah. a live action. Yeah. But his voice in album is pretty on point. I'm actually really happy about it. Yeah, it was, uh... I, 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 I don't know if he was a fan of it growing up, but you could tell the dude was like, I get to be... I'm Batman. And he's like... And, and it's cliche at this point because, like, Batman is a very... Whether... I don't know if it's fair or not, but whether you want to or not, if you are playing Batman, as Mr. Affleck has recently found out, it is all-consuming. Like, you are... Ba- when you are the Batman, you are Batman, and people will always think of you as Batman. Like, George Clooney was only in one Batman film. Val Kilmer was only in one Batman film. And... I'm telling you these days, people will recognize them as Batman. Like, they, that is who they are. Like, that is, it is a honor and a burden, I guess, to some. But, like, it is a very serious uh, role to take because it is, I mean, Batman is probably the most popular superhero in the, in, our, in our, at least in our country. And yeah. uh, you got to either, you got to, you got to embrace it, man. Like, and I feel like Will Arnett did. Like, I feel like you have to embrace it. And I, and I, I, props to him, man. He really, he knocked it out of the park for me. He's done a phenomenal job with it, and I'm excited to see if they're going to do, or if they're going to do like another Lego style movie and yeah. have him brought back for it. Yeah, I would imagine they're going to make a sequel to Lego Movie, and he'll be back, and they'll probably do because I'm pretty sure Lego Batman made some money, so they'll probably have another one. You know, it just takes forever because the animation takes like I think like two to three years just to do, and the voices only take like maybe six months to do off and on. So it's like oh. it, it takes time to make those movies, man. Yeah. Anyway. And just the fact that everything is done in Lego just oh, is so cool. It's so beautiful. Like, I ugh. we. I mean, I grew up with Lego, so I'm like, oh my god, this is so awesome. Yep. Um, the next one we're going to do is a very, I mean, we're getting to the nitty gritty, off the, like, almost off the bat here. The next one we're going to talk about is Logan. And uh, anyone who who actually listened to the four-parter will know how big a fan we are of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And this is a culmination. That's the only way I can describe it. It's a culmination. Like, this is where... I don't... It, obviously, they didn't intend way back in 2000 for it to end... For it to reach this point. But it... it, it f- however it did, it got to this point, And it was glorious. And just to going from... Switching gears from Lego Batman to Logan. Yeah. Oh God, I forgot. It, Sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. Because I mean, it it just shows where we've come as far as you know these hero movies. Because again, yeah. back in you know the 2000s, when you had the X Men and Spider Man movies coming out. Yeah. You know, no one, none of them, I bet, would have imagined that we would we would have come to this point. Yeah. It is the first, like, like it's the first R-rated superhero film, and it it it, it embraces that R rating, man. It it doesn't go for, it goes for broke what, on that one. Wait, what? I thought Deadpool was, and then this one was the next. Oh one. well, yeah, it's probably the most. Yeah, Deadpool. I forget Deadpool's R-rated sometimes. Like I'm like I didn't think like it just had language in it, and it had like funny gags. But I feel like this, like Logan, in, in my opinion, that's just that's just me talking here. Yep. Logan is the definitive R-rated superhero film because it like it. I mean it 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 shows. We both said our both. I remember I recall talking about it afterwards. Like we both talked about how it finally showed Wolverine. Like Wolverine was always meant to be shown. Yep. No, because it showcased that. It, 
because um, remember we were talking about, you know, he's a superhero that, you know, takes cuts and shots to the body because he can heal. Mm-hmm. And he also has three indestructible razor-sharp claws coming out of his hand. So, yeah, he's not exactly a family-friendly character. Yeah. So with this movie, it, they were finally able to bring out that just raw violence. Yeah. That's that an inherent to the character. Oh, man, you want to talk about heartbreak. Oh, we're, 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 we're getting there, all right? We're getting there. I, I know, I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. So, um, and it, 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 you, you, if you watch the, if you watch this, if you watch Logan, and then you go back to the films that have led up to this, even that god-awful X-Men Origins Wolverine movie, they, they always have to, like, shoot around it, or, like, to, like, just show claws going into abdomens or whatever, or showing it off-screen, and there's no blood squirts or anything like that, and they just... They just didn't, they just like, they're like, buckle up, this is gonna be a very bumpy ride. Like, there's like, there's hardcore violence and carnage in this movie, and it's like, this is the Wolverine, this is Wolverine, this is who we've been, like, like we said, we loved Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and all the other films, but this, this is the, this is Logan, this is Wolverine right here. He is going to town on people, and he is cutting people up and cutting off limbs, and like shoving their claws, his claws, and people's skulls and eye sockets. It's like this, th- like this ain't a kids movie. That's the best. Part. I have to say that's my favorite part of it. It's not a kids movie. It is an adult aged, like. And you were talking about the tonal shift that we just did from Blako Batman movie to Logan, and it's like both of these are in the same genre, but both of these films are so extremely different. And we have grown. The the, the genre has grown, so. Anyway, uh, so you wanted to talk about X-23, right? I mean, the girl that they picked for X-23 was was spot on. I know, I thought it was great casting. I'm like, she's so... I don't think she's done anything else. I'm like, how did they find this chick? She was like... I was like... I was like, holy shit, dude. She like... Fucking... Dude. No, she, she put the, you know, the viciousness as, you know, the young X-23 and as, you know, Logan's quote-unquote child yeah. it'd be and you know when they teamed up it just the, the teamwork and the, the cinematography thank you okay how they think of as those characters rightfully would yeah was superbly executed yeah pun intended because they were just murdering motherfuckers right but um but go just to go back on the violence, I mean, just in the first, what, 10, 15 minutes with the yeah. carjacking or whatever. Yeah, that's the opening scene. It, it throws you in like, hey, this is the kind of movie you're in for, so I hope you're ready for it. Yeah. How did you... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I was I was extremely impressed by the the girl... And I, I don't have her name pulled up, but the chick, the little girl who plays X-23, if you notice in that film, she has very little dialogue. Like, and most of it is in Spanish. And yeah. so for, like, most of the movie, she's mute. And she has to do all her acting through just nonverbal communication. And that is 
I, I, I'm I'm no acting expert. Expert from what I understand, that is incredibly difficult. Like it is like you have to be able to like convey emotion through like eye movement, you know, facial expressions, like body language. And I'm like, this is a little girl who's probably a, what 11, a 12 years old. And I'm like, she 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 nailed it. Like the whole time, she like there's some you could always when you see her, you're like she looks innocent, but you can always tell in her eye that she's like. A caged fucking animal. Like she'd go off yep. at any fucking moment, dude. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't praise her enough. She was just yeah, phenomenal in that role. And we have to give mad respect uh, to Sir Patrick Stewart because he's. It's like I'm I, just just full disclosure. I'm I got I got choked up at when Charles dies, and I was I was tearing up. Yep. Like when when Logan dies, like I said, spoilers, right? And mm-hmm. I, when when it's not just when Charles dies, but when Logan's burying him, and I'm like, even thinking about it now, dude, it gets me. I'm like, it was so. If you if you understand Charles Xavier, like the character, right? So here's a guy who mm-hmm. who who wanted nothing more than to help other fellow mutants, and the fact that like because of his uh, senility or dementia or whatever he's going through, and he has strokes. And our seizures, I'm sorry, seizures. And because of that, a seizure, he killed like all of the X Men. It's just tragic, and it's so sad. And he like, and all he's got is Logan, and it's just like, they're they're all they have, and it's, it's it's it, oh, dude, it's it was so, it was so tough, man. It was like it was these characters you've seen for almost two decades just be like. That's what I was gonna bring up. Is you know these are characters that we have more or less, for lack of a better phrase, have grown up with. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, going all the way back to the original X-Men when you had the first introduction of both characters. Yeah. You know, Xavier was looking out for Logan like, you know, you're this you know, wild man, but you can be better. You can be one of us and be part of his family. Yeah. And, and to see him go through everything, yeah. go through X-3, go through X-Men Origin. Yeah. You know, you know, com- but comedy aside, go through, you know, Days of Future Past. Yeah. And, you know, come out into Logan and you see that, you know, they're both old and tired. Uh, and weary. And weary. And you see it, like, worn on their faces that, you know, they're both just Rain, trying to get you know a better life out of this. Yeah, and it's and to, yeah, and for the end, the way it did was just yeah. Like I, 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 I teared up at Xavier, and then at the very end, when the cross got turned to an X for a little bit, I was no, nope, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this. Uh, and there's a. Well, I I'll just say I the part that got me at the end when Logan unfortunately Logan does die and I'm glad they didn't like leave it ambiguous like he's dead he is dead that yeah. that Logan is dead they might reboot it they might bring in a Logan from a different universe or you know it's it's the it's fucking comics they can find a way but yeah. the the part that got me dude at the end was when <laughs> after uh, X24 is dead and Logan's been impaled on that on that. Uh, trunk or whatever that tree that's falling down right 
Uh, and she, in X-23, cuts it off, and they're, like, just holding hands and stuff like that. And he's, like, telling her stuff. And when he's, like, starting to fade, and she says, Daddy? Oh, bro. Oh, yep. I was fucking, I was just like, oh. I'm, I'm not crying, I got allergies, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, you're crying. You're crying, fuck you. Uh, but no, nah, man, it's like, I don't think there was a dry eye in the house. Like, I was just like, I think I saw it opening weekend. I was just like, this is... This is beautiful. This is a fucking movie right here, man. Like, you're getting laughs, you're getting action, you're getting, like, suspense, you're getting, like, like heartbreak. You're getting everything in this motherfucking movie, you know what I'm saying? I think it's, I, I think it's, it has to be one of the top comic movies. I, it's up there with Dark Knight. I think it's tied with me for Dark Knight as, like, the because best. It, 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 like you said, it has every aspect that a great movie Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it could have a running. I think it deserves... I think he deserves a nomination, at least. Like, an Academy Award nomination. At least a nomination for it, because it was just too well done not to have some kind of recognition. Yeah, and, um... And there was a... And, and you know, it, it also has this deeper, like, message that... Like, you hear you have Logan, who's... I mean, he's, like, almost 200 years old in that universe. But he's also... He's still middle-aged, right? Like, and then you have Charles, who's as far as appearance goes, is, like, physically older than Logan. Um, and then you have the little girl. So you have this generational, like, familial, like, commentary on, like, what do you do when you're when you're falling apart, but you also have to take care of someone who's essentially, like, obviously Charles is not Logan's father, but he is a father figure to Logan. And so you have to take yep. care of your father, but you're also raising a new generation. And it's, like, it's hard, man. It's tough. You gotta be, you gotta be the take care of your family but you got like so many people depending on you and stuff like that and it's it's so deep and like you could you could watch it and just pick up something new probably every single time you watch this movie and stuff like that and and it's not perfect like there are some flaws with it that i'm like well it doesn't really make any sense but the overall greatness it's like you can't it's like i said it's tied like dark knight and logan are tied for best right now like it's I could I can make solid points on why each one's better than the other, but I'm like I, I can't pick. They're both they're both the best right now. No, I mean I can't really add anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like it's wonderful. It was I don't want to spoil anything, but it's if if I I put it up there with Dark Knight, you probably anyone listening can assume which film now is is going to be the best superhero film of the year for me. But yeah, um, I mean. It's one of those movies that I can watch again and again, yeah. but I can't watch it through the end because yeah. that that ending just every single time it starts to get to that point, and I I I can't do it. Let me ask you this: Do you think someone who had never watched any of the previous ones could enjoy it as much as we did? If they have a relatively decent idea of like who Wolverine is yeah. like the general synopsis of the characters mm-hmm. yes I think they could watch it and enjoy it well yeah I don't know I feel like I would agree I think even someone who's going in cold who's never seen um him for whatever reason seen uh, Hugh Jackman as Logan seen that character like I think like it is a western like it's a western like it is about like it, it's it, 
you could take you could change the characters' names, you could change it in a different setting, you could change all these things, all these superficial things. As long as you kept the story intact and the acting intact, I think it's still a great movie. So I think anyone walking in can see like this is like that will get an emotional impact from it in in my opinion yeah yeah okay i guess we'll move on to another great movie the next one we're going to talk about is guardians of the galaxy volume two it was solid it was a a very good movie Uh, honestly it's it's not it wasn't as impressive i guess you could say yeah that's fair um for me, at least, it, it didn't really stand out incredibly much. But, I mean, it, it was a fun watch. It, little, it got a little deeper than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. We're going to um, talk about that ending as well. The end fight scene was, you know, big. A lot bigger than I was expecting as well. But, mm-hmm. overall, it, it was a solid watch. It was a pretty solid watch. Yeah, so it takes place about three months after the first one. So, it's like... You could watch them back to back, and it's seamless, right? So, first off, the soundtrack was great. Volume two, awesome mix. Like the music was, like I was, uh, that was my thing. As long as the music is fine, I'm good. I can, I can totally get into it. And James Gunn didn't miss a beat. Like all the music is great in it. But also, I mean, these are characters we really like. Like I love these characters. I mean, I'm not too high on like Gamora, but I'm not really high on Gamora or Nebula. Is it Nebula? I don't fucking know. Uh, Karen Gillan's character. Um, yeah. I'm not too high on that because I think it's like, it, I don't think it's for me. But like I can I can connect to to Star Lord to Peter Quill, and I love Rocket and I love Baby Groot. I thought Baby Groot would get annoying, but Baby Groot was awesome. Drax Drax is like the funniest motherfucker on the team now. Well, once you get used to like how he takes everything literally, and he's yeah. kind of like eased into that, and then him and Mantis is dynamic. <laughs> yeah was priceless. Yeah. It, uh... Jesus. That was so funny. I was just like, you are repulsive. (laughs) The mere thought of being with you physically. (laughs) That's so good. It's so good. I was very happy with it. It was a good, it was, it was a good watch. Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell as Ego the Living Planet. I, I didn't know who the bad guy of the film was gonna be. I knew it wasn't gonna be the uh, one of those gold motherfuckers. Uh, I can't remember what their name is off the top of my head, but um, I didn't. I didn't think it would be them. Like that's too obvious. But so the 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 fact that ego turns out to be the bad guy. Yeah. And I was like, this is brilliant storytelling. Like, I knew that ego was too like good to be true because I was like, huh. The reason that like he turns bad, like the way he's trying to like take over the world or take over the universe create the universe and like with just him i was like okay that, that works i get that like that's not stupid i'm making a point of this now because we're gonna get to stupid plots later on in the episode i just want to you know make that clear now. oh yeah uh <laughs> and he was really good in it. i loved mantis i loved drax i loved everybody but the star the star of the film is yondu yeah yeah like his whole backstory like i mean i didn't really like yondu that much i mean i like michael roker the actor who plays yondu um i didn't i mean he was fine in the first one but good lord he likes he steals the show in this one man and he, he gets his fin back and it's like he looks like yondu and he's like oh man it 
it's so good. Like, I would say the film was as good or better than the first one. Actually, this film was the first film uh, that I I got out of it. I was so like hyped and so like overjoyed how awesome it was. I literally the movie theater I was at when I saw it wasn't playing a IMAX 3D. Yes. I'm kind of I'm kind of busy. Thank you. Hey everybody. No, oh, thank you, Kev. Who was that? That was my brother. He went in to show me something. He could have, you know, like it could have waited, but you know, whatever. Oh. I appreciate the sentiment nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> I would say the film was as good, or if not better, than the first one. And I, oh, what I was saying was, the the theater I was at wasn't showing it showing like right away and i wanted to see it right away so i drove to one five minutes away and i went and saw it right after it like i saw it like i gotta see that again that was incredible damn yeah it was that good it was uh, it's so good man the the only the only one that i've done that for so far was uh deadpool yeah yeah, i remember you told me about that yeah we covered that in the last episode where you know we left the theater, we started driving down the road, and I look at Jamie like, would it be crazy to turn around and go see it again? Like, no. I mean, I gave a few, I was like, let's go! And we just went right back around and got into the next show and watched it again. Yeah, it was, it was, it's pretty awesome. Like, in a year where we had a Spider-Man film and a Logan film, the fact that, like, this is, I'm like, Marvel, I just, I knew, like, obviously, Logan was Fox, and, you know, um, Spider-Man, Homecoming, and Guardians of the Galaxy were, you know, Marvel, Disney, well, Marvel, Disney, and Sony, um, but, like, it, it's just, ugh, I was like, golly, we are lucky. We are so spoiled this year, man. We had so many good year- movies this year. But the point I wanted to get to was, this film also made me cry when Yondu saves Star-Lord at the end, and he's telling him, mm-hmm. he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy, right? I was just like, oh, oh, oh. And then his funeral at the end when they play in, uh, uh, I think it's Father and Son by Cat uh, Stevens. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh. Oh, oh the fields. There oh, they are. Oh, okay. Dude, We're doing this. It got me. It totally got me. I was, I was. <laughs> and it was such a funny movie. Like, they, you can tell that Marvel, especially when we get to Thor Ragnarok. They're, they're kind of leaning towards the, the comedy here. And it was just like, it's just funny and it's enjoyable. And it fits. It's not like out of character and you have this weird tonal shift. It, uh, it, it all fits as far as like, it seems natural is what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, on the Thor aspect, we'll, we'll come oh, Yeah, we're getting to that. <laughs> I, I disagree with the Thor aspect, but that's for when we cover that. Okay. Later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just wrapping up on this one. It was a wonderful film. It it's a natural progression. Like you, it's like I said, you can watch the first one and then watch this one, and it's seamless. Like it's like it all fits. And I really think that's because James Gunn. Uh, well, he he directed the first one, but he co-wrote the 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 first one. He there was some, um I can't remember her name. There was another writer attached to it, but from my understanding, is her draft. He like almost rewrote it completely, but he still used stuff in her from her original screenplay that she had to get credit as co-writer. But he completely wrote this one. He, this was all him, and you can just oh, feel wow. it. You can just feel it. like this. These are so connected. They we get these characters. 
like I think Rocket is still my favorite character, but I I, I do think Yondu was the star of the film. Agreed. Yeah. I I can absolutely give you that. Yeah, I I can't like it. Like I'm trying to think of criticisms. I mean, I haven't seen the film. I, I bought it on Blu-ray. I think I saw it like probably a few months ago. I've really watched it since, but like. I think it's coming on Netflix in December, which I'm really excited about. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know, right? No, but I was saying is uh, I, I, I don't really have any legitimate, like, gripes with it. Like, I, probably if I rewatched it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of dumb. Or The Sovereign, that's their name. The gold motherfuckers were called Sovereign. And uh, yeah. we, <laughs> they were all right. I'm really excited about Adam Warlock. I hope that you know, pays off. And it was good seeing the original Guardians, you know, with Sylvester Stallone and all of them at the end. Yeah. Oh, oh, the other thing we gotta talk about. How about that Stan Lee cameo with Udo Al, the Watcher? Where they confirm that he's a Watcher. I know, right? The, because uh, that was a theory that people have been throwing together yeah. for a while. Now. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, and especially with the connected universes, they was. were like, I mean, it would make the most sense because he's always popping up at these major events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And different people. Yeah. And the fact that they confirmed it with the other Watchers was well, just well done, Marvel. Yeah. Well done for listening to the fans, knowing like how to properly do something and then execute. Yeah, it was a tip. It was a wink and a nod and a tip of the hat to their to us, the fans, because. I had to explain what the hell that was to people, and I was like, it, 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 it's kind of hard to explain, but just go with it, because we've all thought that that was what was going on, and yep. and James Gunn, God bless him, was like, all right, let's do this, and so... Yeah, we can do this. <laughs> yeah, we can do this. Let's, let's throw him a bone here. Um, but anyway, so did you have anything else left to say on Volume 2? I call it Volume 2, because it's like, nobody else is doing, everyone's like Part 2 or... You know, Thor, Thor, the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok. Like I, I, I specifically refer to Guardians as uh, Volume Two, and I call the first one Volume One. So, so Volume. Do you have anything to say left to say on Volume Two? I have nothing else. I mean, it, it was great. It's it's a nice continuation. Everyone stayed in character. And, yeah. You know, had the right right little hypes. And, yeah. Yeah. So I got on it. Okay. So next is the big one. Well, one of the big ones. Spider-Man, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Now, listen. I'll, I'll let you take this one away. <laughs> All right, cool. Now, dear listeners, uh, I have been a Spider-Man fan probably since I was uh, five or six, somewhere around there. Um, four or five, maybe. Um, I've always loved Spider-Man, and I cannot tell you. Listen to me. Spider-Man, the first one that came out May 3rd, 2002, directed by Sam Raimi, is my favorite film of all time. And I left Spider-Man Homecoming mad. Mad. I, I mean, I was happy, but I was mad. You know why I was mad? Because they they made a better Spider-Man film. I was like, I'm mad because like, I still love the original Spider-Man, but it's not the best. It's not the king anymore. It's not the top dog anymore, man. And I was just like, they did it. They finally did it. Like, they, they did it. They, like, figured out how to top, like, the GOAT. Like, they they, de- they dethroned it. And I'm just, like, I was so happy with this film. I could go, I, I could have a whole hour to myself about this, and I'm, I'm not going to, like, take up too much time. But, like, it was so good. 
that it was so perfect as far as tonally. They they didn't show the origin story, which I loved. I would have liked a reference to Uncle Ben, but I understand why they were like, okay, let's not, let's we can we can we can we don't have to knock it out now. We can come back to that. I'm like, okay, that's cool as long as we acknowledge that Uncle Ben existed because that is a fundamental part of the character. I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. I'm not one of these fundamentalists that everything needs to match everything. And I'm like, no, th- there's there's room for adaptation and adaptability. So I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. I love Tom Holland as Spider Man. I loved him in Civil War. I am love him even more i've never been more jealous of a teenager in my life uh as a grown man <laughs> but i loved it michael keaton was excellent as as vulture it was just good man and it was like it was a it was a teen it was like a teen drama like breakfast club or something like that and it was it fit the character you get the character like he's a kid he doesn't he still doesn't really know he's only been spider manning i guess around maybe for a year or so and stuff like that six months i think they say and he, he's a kid with real problems and he's like it's whereas like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man he was tortured with guilt and tortured with responsibility this kid is more like hey I'm trying to be a good person because I want to be a good person not necessarily because I feel guilted into being like a boy scout but he's also 15 he's also a young kid and he and he's just trying to like you know, he he wants to be... They, they, they definitely frame it in terms of Tony and the Avengers. Like, he wants to be an Avenger, which isn't necessarily, like... It's not necessarily part of the character, but like I said, look, it's adaptability. There, there are aspects of that in the comic run, in certain comic runs, but they definitely emphasized it in this because, I mean, they're tying it to the MCU, right? So, uh, Tony was very heavy into this, and I get it. I get why Tony... I get why they did that, right? But... I love it. I just loved it. Like, I was just like, damn it. I was, I'm telling you, I was mad. I was mad as fuck. Like, I was like, damn it. It's like seeing your favorite, it'd be like if Drew Brees got, like, destroyed by another quarterback on the Saints. I'd be like, man, a better quarterback on the Saints. I'm like, man, he was supposed to be the best. He was never supposed to be, like, dethroned or, like, taken down. I'm like, this is not fair. This is not fair. Like, I'm like, I gotta give it up. It was a better Spider-Man film, and it... Uh, the costume was great. The cast was great. Michael, like, I can't, like, that Michael Keaton scene where he's in the car with Peter before the homecoming dance. Oh, it was so good. He was such, he's such a great actor and stuff like that. And I'm very curious to see where they go with it because if Vulture knows who he is, like, how does that affect things and stuff like that? And it, it's a good story. And the kid, like, his friend Nate was awesome in it, the chubby kid, the man in the chair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was awesome because like that's such a that's like when Daredevil did a oh doing a superhero lando superhero landing, and she did a superhero yep. landing and he starts clapping like that was another like man in the chair like yeah that was another moment like that and I I wasn't a fan like I'm not a fan of like they they hid uh, Zendaya's character they're like no she's not MJ she's Michelle she's Michelle she's Michelle and at the very end they're like yeah Michelle and oh she goes oh my friends call me MJ I'm like why don't you just call her like nobody cares nobody cares like. Just call her MJ. Nobody cares. Like, why are you being, like, a few... Uh, I'm just like, why are you being, like... Uh, it's just silly. I was like, secrets for the sake of secrets. I'm like, that... 
it didn't hurt anything. It wouldn't have hurt anything. It's like, eh. But uh, Liz Allen was good in it. The kid who played Flash was really good in it. The whole cast, like Martin Starr, like all these little small roles were hilarious. And there were so many like Easter eggs and like funny references to the comics. Like, oh my God, those Captain America PSA videos. <laughs> and when he's like, <laughs> and when Hannibal Burris is like, uh, you might want to listen to this dude, but I think he's a war criminal, but whatever and stuff like that. <laughs> And then, um, wrapping up, and the whole little things were like when he's in the when Peter's in detention and they put the Captain America PSA, he like flips the chair around and he sits on it backwards, and he's like a cool kid or something. It's so good. It's so good. See, the one thing that really stood out to me, like, of course, the entire movie was phenomenal. Yeah. But just the end scene. Oh, yeah. After the credits. Yeah. With Captain America walking out and trying to say that patience sometimes isn't rewarded. Yeah. <laughs> and you see him, and you see this small little smirk of, don't laugh. Yeah, whatever you do, don't laugh. <laughs> and you see him trying not to laugh so hard at this because he knows that we were all in the theater like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Like, you can just tell these people love their jobs. And yeah, they're having fun. They're doing. Yeah. It was, uh, it was great, man. But uh, just a note, getting ahead of time, uh, Spider-Man will not be in my rankings because, as me and Justin agreed, I'm, I'm hopelessly biased. I cannot objectively assess the quality of this film. And I believe, Justin, you said you weren't going to rank Thor Ragnarok for the same reasons, correct? Exactly. Yeah, we, like I said, this movie... I, that's the other thing I can't I don't feel like I can objectively criticize it because it, it is like I, it's Spider-Man and Star Wars I'm not I can't because I get in my feelings I can't objectively assess them because the little kid in me will never like they'll always be good except the prequels the prequels suck balls but uh, and those amazing Spider-Man films suck balls for more or less but I can't if it's a good Spider-Man film I don't think I can look at it fairly because it, as long as it's good I don't I, I'll overlook almost any flaws <laughs> yeah so I will point out one thing that they did, that they kind of overlooked in this one yeah was that he didn't really have much of a spidey sense because of the costume yeah or okay. because of the suit and that was one thing that that was like that was a, an aspect that a lot of people pointed out like yeah you know with the first you know, with the first Spider-Man movie yeah it actually showed the spidey sense and everything else so yeah. To try and take that away from the character with the suit was, it, like, it, it was kind of disheartening. But oh, but apart from that, it was, it was a phenomenal movie. Yeah, and I'll say that Kevin Feige, the 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 architect of the MCU, he did emphasize. Yes, it is. It exists. It's it's there. It's just we didn't overemphasize it. And anyone who's seen the leaked uh, Infinity War trailer. Um, there is a, there's a specifically a cut to Peter's hair on his arm sticking up like a spider sense. So they're, they are going to bring it. I, I totally agree. That did bother me, but I, like I said, I overlooked it because it was great, but, it, <laughs> uh, I, I understand as long as they acknowledge, yes, we are aware that it wasn't overly emphasized, but it will be emphasized in later films. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. As long as we just get to it. It's like the uncle Ben thing. I'm like, you don't need to put all the eggs in one basket. You can spread yep. it out. Like be patient, be patient. Another point we're about to make about Justice League. 
be patient. Like, we can work to this, all right? Anyway. Yeah, for real. Okay. Uh, next up is Wonder Woman, which was a smash hit. It was just, like people were flabbergasted how well this movie did, right? So yeah. it was good. I liked Wonder Woman a lot. I didn't love it, but then again, I don't think it was really made for me. I don't. I've never really been a big Wonder Woman fan, but I get why. Like half of our po- more than half of our population in this country were like in love with Wonder Woman because she's the definitive female superhero. Yeah, I mean she was portrayed as most of the, you know, female audience would have wanted her to be portrayed as strong, independent, not, you know, just going up there in a sexy costume for eye candy. Very capable. She was a very capable character. Extremely capable, you know, learns from her flaws, extremely caring. Yeah. Um, the innocence of Wonder Woman coming to... London. You know, the UK and discovering the ice cream was... Yeah. Precious. Yeah. Extremely precious and very well done. Um, you know, the whole trench scene with her walking through Dead Man's Land. Oh, No Man's Land, yeah. I could watch that scene all damn day. It was pretty badass. Like, that whole action sequence was awesome. Where she, like, then goes into the town and kicks, kicks a bunch of German ass and shit like that. Yep. Like, it's... And Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman... When I first heard she was cast as Wonder Woman, I was very iffy about the idea. As well as I. As well as I. And to see her fully come into the room, not just her little snippet in uh, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, definitely. But to see her take full strides as the character in her own movie. Yeah. And just handle it was. It was breathtaking. Yeah, and she's... Yeah. And and we always, you know, talk about Marvel and it's perfect casting and everything. Yeah. Well, DC nailed it. Gal Gadot on the first try. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so impressed. Like, it's one of those Heath Ledger things where you hear about it when you're like, Heath Ledger is a joker. I don't know if that works. And then you see it, you're like, oh, I'm an idiot. This totally works. And stuff like that. Um... (laughs) Like I said, I didn't love it as much as most people did. I thought it was it was very competent. It was very entertaining. Uh, I loved the the uh, Diana and Steve Trevor banter and like flirtatious and stuff like that. I was very surprised they get it on in that movie. I was like, oh wow, this is they're just going for it right now. It's not perfect to me. I I, I noticed some flaws in it, like especially like the villains. The, the misdirect at the end, Ares, I thought looked stupid. I thought the ending was kind of lame with her fighting Ares. But, and I think it's also kind of weird that, like, look, Marvel films, I think I said this in, um, I think when we talked about this over the phone, because we, we, we had a conversation about this like a week ago, was uh, uh, I'm very, like, I was, I was kind of very surprised they, they stole, like, Steve Trevor dies, spoiler alert. In the same way that Captain America supposedly dies at the end of First Avenger, like it's like, wow, y'all kind of just copied and pasted there. Like a Steve, a character named Steve hijacks a plane to like save the world and like blows up and dies in it. I'm like, huh, okay, I guess that works. But I'm like, you know what? It's it's fine. I'm not gonna nitpick because you could look at Captain America: The First Avenger and pinpoint, oh, it got this scene from that movie and it got that scene from this movie. I'm like. You could do that all day with pretty much any film, so it's just not worth it's not worth like holding against him and stuff like that. But I really, yeah. I really liked Gal Gadot and Chris Pine in this. 
they really were good together and they were like very cute together and it looked good i'll say it looked good it was very i like the palette i think i told you just that scene where his plane is crashing into like the ocean around Themyscira and she's like standing on the cliff and sees it it was gorgeous that's a gorgeous shot and stuff like that and when the Germans are like on the beach and shooting at the Amazons they're fighting it was good it was great it was great quality filmmaking right there yeah and I will agree that Ares was it could have been done better like uh, Professor Lupin as Ares yeah eh, that, 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 that could have been a little better I could have had a better choice. It just looked weird. Like, I was like, you couldn't, like... I, I get that, like, physically producing stuff now, like, uh, practical effects is what they're called, right? And then there's CGI effects, right? Uh, yeah. There used to be a point where practical was way more, was way cheaper than CGI, but CGI has advanced so, like, fast that, like, it's actually cheaper now to do CGI than it is to mm-hmm. make, pr- like, practical, like, physical effects. So I get that. But it would have been nice to have, like, for him to look not like a fucking PS3 level <sighs> cutscene. Yeah. Oh, God, he looked like, awful. Like the, the armor was very... Clunky. Yeah, choppy, chunky. Yeah. It didn't look like Ares, the god of war. It looked it, it looked like a bad guy you'd fight as Kratos on the actual god of war. Like, I'm like, you just... You just look silly, man. But she was great in it. And it did have a positive... I think it did have a positive message because in the movie Diana figures out why is humanity worth saving? Like we're pretty awful to each other. And she was like, you know what? And Steve's like, no, you got to – there is good in us and you got to protect that because no one else will and stuff like that. So I, I totally get it. I totally get it. And did you like her little her little group of like sidekicks, the little Indian – the I'm sorry, the Native American guy, the Scottish and the – I think he was French-Algerian guy. They were all right. I mean they were a knockoff like Howling Commandos but you know. I mean, they were, they were good. Like, they had a nice little, you know, extra dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were and funny. It was kind of weird that they had, like, a sniper come in, but the sniper hardly did any kind of sniping. Yeah. yeah. Sniper, no sniping. <laughs> yeah, sniper, no sniping. It was, it was weird. Like, they introduced these characters, but they hardly went anywhere with them. Yeah. It, it was kind of like a... It was, it was like, it was a nice little ad, but... It, it wasn't really necessary. Yeah, I mean, I get it. They can't just have the film... Like, Steve Trevor in Wonder Woman can't just storm Germany or wherever the hell they were in that movie by themselves. They needed a team, and you get it. Yeah, exactly. but it was... But it, it, if they flushed out the characters yeah. like more, yeah. it would have made better sense. Yeah. But since they introduced the characters and did very little with them other than just, oh, he's going to have a line... And this guy's gonna get him to this point, and that's gonna be pretty much it. Yeah. Because I'm trying to rethink of the movie, and I just think, remember, the sniper had, you know... PTSD, or I think he had drinking problems, yeah. Yeah. And didn't really snipe anyone. Yeah, he didn't really... He didn't do much. And then the the talker... Yeah, the French-Algerian guy. Yeah, had a couple little clips with uh, Wonder Woman, and was the driver to get that get uh, Trevor into the building. Yeah. And that was it. Like, that's all I remember about those characters. I don't remember the other guy. Yeah, the Native American dude who was kind of like, he was just a facilitator and stuff like that. But how'd you feel about Etta Candy, like Steve Trevor's secretary? What's that? Etta Candy, you know, the the chick, the, the British chick that's like Steve Trevor's uh, secretary. Do you remember her? She was like helping Wonder Woman yeah. get dressed and become a lady and shit like that. Yes. 
Did you? I, I didn't hate her as much. I, when I saw her in the preview, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to hate this character. Finds out, turns out, didn't hate her as much as I thought I would. Because I'm like, okay, she's not obnoxious. I'm just like, hmm. I felt like she was like, okay, you got to have a pluggy comic relief. I'm like, okay, sure. But I was just like, eh, she was all right, I guess. Yeah, she did well. I mean, she didn't overdo the role. They, yeah. they did it like plaster her everywhere. Yeah, she wasn't like inserted into scenes unnaturally. Like, oh, put her in there. We need some comedy in here. And it's just like she was, she was fine. I didn't. That, that's the thing. I really like. I said I really like this movie. I didn't love it. It was, but it was a good positive sign because we were dreading. I think me and you were both dreading. Like, if DC fucks this up, we're done. We're done with this fucking. We're done with them. Yeah, and surprise. <laughs> Because of this movie was the only reason that it's the only reason that I went to go see Justice League. Oh yeah, oh buddy, we're getting there. Uh, no, I know. Um, yeah, and you know, good on them. They didn't fuck it up, and they were like, they were like, CDC. How hard was that? It only took you three films. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. So next up is Thor Ragnarok, and I'll just say. I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I laughed my ass off. I think it worked for me, just much like Guardians or Volume Two did. But I'll let you take the floor as as I did with Spider Man because you had a lot of issues with this film, correct? I did. Okay. Um, yeah, go for it, man. So Thor Ragnarok for me was okay. A disappointment. Uh, yes and no. Okay. It, it was so as everyone can recall. I am a diehard Hulk fan. I've been a Hulk fan for as long as I can remember. You know, I'm into the backstories, the side stories. And what Thor Ragnarok, yes, it is a Thor movie. Yes, I completely understand that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they were bringing in, you know, aspects of Planet Hulk, which is the one of the quintessential storylines of the Marvel Universe, comic-wise, especially for that character. Like, with that, with Hulk as the main character for that comic, it is a must-read. You have to read it, because it is incredible. And for them to make it some kind of afterthought and ruin two of the main characters from that comic series with Korg and Meek. You know, it was like making Korg and Meek the characters they did in the movie would be like taking a character as Deadpool or Batman and switching their character dynamics. Yeah. But but even apart from that, in the whole grand scheme of things, you're talking about you know, the destruction of Asgard, the goddess of death, yeah, the the, the loss of Thor's hammer and Odin. And his eye. And his eye. Thor's eye. Yeah. And to make it such a lighthearted comedy. Yeah. It, it didn't sit well with me. And especially that the Hulk didn't really have much of a play in it apart from being, you know, an easy go-to for like a comedy stick. Mm-hmm. It, it just did not sit well with me. Now, granted, overall, like, it, it, it did have its moments. Okay. It did have its, you know, the fight, like, some of the good fight scenes were going on. 
and you know the banter was good but to me it felt like they took every like comic like every comedy bit and quip and one liner from all the previous movies and just threw it into one okay and it just it, by the by 10 20 minutes into the movie you know I'm sit, I'm I'm already drained of like okay yes it's another one okay yes yes another one liner okay yes that was a very witty quip okay it, it just it felt forced that they kept driving the comedy stick more and more and more into your face yeah all right it just so it was okay and I'm very displeased of what they did with Hulk and the whole Planet Hulk references and everything yeah but apart from that it was okay you know Thor and Loki's dynamic is you know great as always Tom Edelson is superb yep Jeff Goldblum is Grandmaster he was very well done yes comic wise the Grandmaster is again not as light hearted yeah definitely not as and again it's like the more I think about it the more I realize this is just a very meh mm. as far as Marvel movies go. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like this is one of those things that they just kind of, you know what, we got other, we got all this stuff coming up. We already yeah. killed it with Guardians and Spider-Man. Yeah. So we're just going to throw this out there, bridge it out, so that way we can continue on everything else. Yeah, you touched on something. We're, we were going to talk about this later, but we have Black Panther coming out in February. But in, the next yep. time we're going to see most most of the Marvel MCU characters is Infinity War. And we both have speculated that uh, – we speculate and we hope it's a very serious, like deathly serious. Like we want major characters to die because we like – we need – like there has to – like most of these characters have lived – for 10 years like several years in their universe it's like in very high stakes situations and pretty much like besides Quicksilver no one's really died so we need some stakes yeah. on the next one so we both thought that like put out Thor Ragnarok as like a palate cleanser like a little light treat before like some serious shit goes down next year uh yeah I get it I totally everything you said I totally get if they had done something like that to like uh spider-man on one of his more faithful like death of gwen stacy or something like that or like clone saga or you know symbiote saga or something like that if they had done stuff like like taking it out of its context and like kind of morphed it and to to something it isn't i get it but i'm not i'm not that close to hulk like you are i'm not that close to thor so i just took it as a just a general uh comic book fan superhero fan that it was like you know what i know this isn't really what they are but I'm enjoying this for what it is and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Which, yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, I I can see why and how you would enjoy it. Yeah. For me, it was very mediocre. Yeah, it was very... It felt yeah. It was, yeah, because... So, it was very different. It was... A, you could tell this was a course correction from what we got in Dark World. A lot of people don't like Thor the Dark World. I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was fine, right? And yeah. but it was it was a it, they definitely changed courses on this one because they wanted to make it more light and people for to enjoy it like it wasn't so dark and serious and stuff like that right you could tell that eighty percent 
I think they said somewhere around like 75 to 80% of the dialogue was improvised. I mean, obviously they had a script, uh, but they yeah. probably like just just have fun with it, right? No, like especially at the end when, you know, you see Asgard getting destroyed. Yeah. I was very surprised yeah. they went with that. I was like, oh, I guess they really are like Ragnarok and the shit out of this shit. But that's the thing. You know, when you see the, you know, the destruction of Asgard, it, it, it catches you off guard. Yeah. But not in like the heartbreak, man, it really is gone. Yeah, it's gone. Because the entire movie has been so laid back and comical. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Seriously, that when Asgard is destroyed, it's like, oh, well, that actually did happen. So well, that sucks. Yeah. And then you just have a quip, like, immediately thereafter. Yeah. You get an immediate quip from the abomination that became Korg <laughs> and Meek, and it's just like, dude, oh, literally... Literally, a demon killed the goddess of death and destroyed Asgard. Yeah, it destroys your home, like your birth home and like where you've lived for like probably hundreds of years. Yeah, and we can't take this seriously. We can't just have a moment, a solemn moment of man. It really is gone. You you have to throw in another one liner. Like mm-hmm. uh, at that point, thankfully the movie was ending because I was done with it. I was mm-hmm. so done with that movie. I feel like I'm going to be in our in years to come I'm going to be where Korg is going to be a, a running joke with us. Like I'll just be like man they really Korged that up and stuff like that. Cause yes, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. See I liked it. I thought Korg was fine but then again like I've never read Planet Hulk. I've never read the Planet Hulk uh, comic or graphic novel. I've never watched the you told me to avoid the, uh, the animated movie right? Yes. The like, animated movie again it was okay but because of you know rights and everything they couldn't include all of the characters that were in the comic okay and the ending doesn't end as the comic does okay so it's not totally. it's, yeah it's not as faithful and you told me to avoid it so i'm like i said i, I don't know Korg. like i didn't really know Korg, and uh i think they did that the way they did that with Korg. i think they did it because that's the director taika watiti doing the voice and doing the motion capture for him and stuff like that so i think they wanted to he wanted to get involved I thought he was funny. I thought he was light. Uh, but yeah, I could have totally understand if that had been like a character I'd taken very seriously and they'd done that too. I would have been like, whoa, bruh. So, uh, but it was very popular. The, the film was done really well. Like a lot of people loved it and stuff like that. Va- uh, I really liked Valkyrie. Um, Hella, Hella kind of left me wanting more. I was like, I thought Hella would be more influential. Like you don't see her, like except for the beginning where she destroys Mjolnir and sends, like, in, like, they're trying to run away from her on the Rainbow Bridge, and she throws Loki out, and she throws Thor out, and other than that, you only really see her, like, hunting down... The people of Asgard. Yeah, and, like, they really did, like, if you notice in the first few minutes, like, the first opening act of it, they get rid of a lot of things, like, Odin's gone, like, immediately. And... Yep. Which I was like, oh, they could have probably done that a little bit they could have stretched that out a little bit longer but you know what it's fine i get it they're trying to get the plot going they're trying to get this car and they killed two of the three uh uh uh, warriors three just right off the bat they don't even get a line and they're just dead i'm like oh shit i mean these two characters we've like kind of gotten used to these past two films i'm like oh you just killed them off the bat i was like i get it you're like raising the stakes you're like anyone can go Hella, I thought would be more terrorizing. Like I never thought she felt. I never felt like she was like 
I was like, she's gonna lose. And I didn't really like her that much. I thought she was, she was fine. But like, as the goddess of death, I mean, it kind of, without her fighting Thor, if Thor and her went together, I was kind of like, I don't really care about this character right now. But it was fine. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was much like Wonder Woman. I really liked it. I didn't love it because it didn't really resonate with me as a fan, but I'm just, I'm just happy it was there. I'm just happy it showed up. I'm like, okay, this is fine. And now we get to, and now we get to find out what happens next in Infinity War and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm in for, I'm invested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get you. The more I think about it, the less happy I am with that movie. Yeah, and that's fair. And we always knew that was a risk because you were dying for a Planet Hulk movie, and we were hope like, oh well, we're gonna they're gonna use part of Planet Hulk and Thor Ragnarok, and we were really excited. I remember you were really excited about that, and like, it's disappointing that they kind of they really took a very serious story and kind of poked fun at it almost, and it's like. Mm, if I had been, I understand where you're coming from, man. Yeah, I mean, even um, when we got back, because I went and saw it with uh, our roommates, Justin yeah. and Corey, um, I even gave, you know, or let Justin and Corey borrow my Planet Hulk to read up on it, because they, did, they didn't know the, know the characters either. Yeah. And uh, when Corey read it, he came down like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh, I understand why you were so upset, because that, A, it's a really sad story. Yeah, like, it is. Planet Hulk is, and the fact that they completely upended Korg and Meek like that, like, I, I understand. I feel you now. I, I know. <laughs> and wrapping up, moving on to another clusterfuck, um, or finishing with a clusterfuck, uh, it wasn't their best, but it certainly wasn't their worst. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. And I I really enjoyed it. Um, some people really loved it. Well, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It wasn't stupid. It wasn't stupid. That's that's all I ask. I'm like, just don't be stupid and be entertaining. That's that's all I really ask. For me, it, it was kind of stupid. Yeah. I, and, for, for me, it's, it's, bottom, it's bottom ranking, but I'll say the prior, I'm way too biased. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I'll, and, I'm, and it's uh, relieved of my ranking. Yeah. We're gonna. We're not. It's not in the. It's not factoring in. Okay, the last one. <sighs> the last one. Well, do you want to start off, or do you want me to start off? Uh, I'll just say this, and you can go. Um. Uh, Justin and I, like I said, we talked. To, who's it? Last week, somewhere out there, and we literally talked about this film for probably an hour of our own time. So we're about to discuss Justice League, which recently came out. Uh, again, I can't stress this enough. Spoiler alert. For we're not holding back on this film. Uh, I'm not holding back on this film. For that, that's for damn sure. And also, without any review to come, I think uh, in our rough estimates, our rough calculations uh, that we did of the box office, because this film didn't even crack a hundred mil in the U.S., which is insane. That is like some people who aren't familiar with that kind of stuff. It is insane. The considering they spent three hundred million dollars. Let me give a little backstory on it real quick. Okay, so this film started shooting right after, in March 2016, right after uh, Super, Batman vs. Superman came out, right? It was going well. Suicide Squad came out. And they were like, ooh, maybe we need to, like, course correct midstream, right? And then Wonder Woman came out the following year. And they were like, oh, shit, this is not like our movie. We need to course correct even harder. 
And then, unfortunately, uh, with all due respect to uh, the Zack Snyder and his family, unfortunately, he lost his daughter, his 20-year-old daughter this year. So they had brought Joss Whedon in to do rewrites, just standard rewrites, and you know they were going to do reshoots. That's typical of every Hollywood film, every big-budget Hollywood film. They budget, they budget for that sort of thing. Well, unfortunately, because of Zack Snyder's loss and his family's loss, uh, Josh Whedon, he, he, Mr. Snyder, like took a step back. Josh Whedon, director of uh, the Avengers, uh, and also its sequel, Age of Ultron. You know, creator of Buffy, all this stuff, right? And who is also working on his own Batgirl film in this DC uh, film universe. He took over and did all the reshoots, and it's very apparent, in my opinion. But I'm more on that later. Uh, so that ballooned the uh, the production budget from about 250 to about uh, 300. So more or less rough estimate, they, uh, DC Warner Brothers spent 300 million dollars on production of this film and with reshoots, including <laughs> that god awful Henry Cavill mustache removal, which is just all time com- like <sighs> that. All that'll go down. To- Wait, why didn't he just shave him up? Okay, so the, the 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 mustache gate for anyone who's unaware, uh, like I said, DC uh, Warner Brothers rap production, principal production, um, principal photography on Justice League. I think in late 2016, right? So, uh, or early 2017. I can't. I don't remember the exact dates. Anyway, so you know, uh, actors are busy. They have pretty packed schedules. So. Right after Henry Cavill was done with his stuff in Justice League, he's the he got cast in the next Mission Impossible movie, right? And he's the bad guy. Spoiler alert! And he has a, his character has a mustache, right? So he still technically was filming Mission Impossible Six, where he needs the mustache, according to Paramount. And DC was like, or Warner Brothers was like, please let us shave it so we don't have to like digitally erase it frame by frame in our very expensive movie right which superman again spoiler alert, is heavily featured in the last act right and so instead of paramount saying sure shave it we can always it's so easy to put a fake mustache on an actor it's not even that hard a pretty genuine realistic looking mustache people wear fake facial hair all the time in movies in tvs in tv shows it's so common it is such a dickish, petty move on Paramount's part to be like, no, don't sh- you can't shave it. So Warner Brothers had to shell out, according to them, like fifteen or t- ten to fifteen million dollars to digitally erase Henry Cavill's mustache in every scene he's in, frame by frame, and it looks just awful. It's so distracting. And so, with that factored in, the budget blo- ballooned up to three hundred million dollars. Three hundred. And they didn't even make a hundred million dollars. It's opening weekend in the U.S. America, you not these are U.S. superheroes, two maybe even three of the most popular superheroes in our country in the world didn't even make a hundred million dollars. It's opening weekend in the U.S., which is insane. So that tells you it was not very good. And word of mouth probably killed it. It's just it it was bad, right? So. Please, without much, for, without any further ado, Justin, take it away. So, I'm not as heavy of a critic as John is, so we can, we can establish that out the, out the door right now. Yep. Personally, I feel like it was, it's a step in the right direction away from the travesties that were Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad. Yeah. Into the realm of, you know, 
Wonder Woman yeah. and getting better. Yes. Granted, yes, the storyline was still very clunky. Um, Aquaman, Jason Momoa as Aquaman was a great choice. Mm-hmm. But for them to, the best way I can describe it, blow him out the way they did. Like, he was very Cali guy, bro, hell yeah. It's like, no. Aquaman's supposed to be a regal authority. Yeah. He's supposed to be on the same kind of level as Cal Drogo from Game of Thrones. You know, you know who I thought about who, who, who Aquaman should have been? He should have been Rob Stark. That's who he should have been, in my opinion. He, he could have been Rob Stark. He could have, he, he could have been very similar to the Black Panther because they're yes, both very ruling much. kings of a dominant kingdom. Like, that's who Aquaman is supposed to be. Yeah. But for them to just... And he's supposed to have, like, strength of, like... Like, he and Wonder Woman are supposed to be able to go toe-to-toe. Yeah. As far as, like, strength and power-wise. Yep. So for Aquaman to just be tossed around and get hardly any kind of, like, good fighting in yeah. until, like, the very tail end of the movie was insulting. Yeah, it was uh, very inconsistent because... Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't, I don't want to interrupt. Uh, um, granted, someone did point out, like, you know, he'd been hiding from Atlantis and just been hanging out with, you know, the humans. And so he doesn't, he may not know the full extent of his power and everything, but that that's weak. That, that, that's a very weak basis to stand on. Mm-hmm. Um, Gal Gadot, you know, still crushing the Wonder Woman thing. Um, ben Affleck as Batman was, you know, still solid, but still, again, story, story-wise and screen and acting-wise, still clunky. Is it fair to say that he he took a step back from how he was in Batman vs Superman? Because we both agreed he was the best part of Batman vs Superman. Yes. So he took a step back. He took a very big step back. Yeah. The Flash was felt dumber than he. And he's supposed to be like, granted, yes, the flash is supposed to be a comedic aspect. Yes. You know, if you read the comics, if you've seen the justice league animated series and the TV show that they have going on right now, and the TV show going on right now, he's a smart dude. He's quick witted. He's extremely quick witted, but for him to come off as being some kind of dumb, almost like airheaded. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, the villain, I never felt threatened by. You know, the only time I ever felt some kind of threatened was the Superman fight scene when he was fighting everybody else. Yeah. I mean, that was the only time I was like, oh shit. This some, is getting real. That was it. That yeah. was the only point in the movie where it felt some kind of threat. Some kind of intensity. Exactly. Yeah. Like the end fight scene was subpar. Uh, Cyborg being all gloomy, gloomy, and then cutting up at the very end was. <laughs> again, it was, it was just a disaster. Like again, like most of Warner Brothers' garbage movies, 
You know what's hilarious? You're the less okay. critical. You're you're the less critical one on this one. Like, and you look. You're just. Uh, <laughs> hey, and you, and yeah, that's for whoever's listening. I'm the least critical. Like, I'm very. I'm much more generous when it comes to my movie. Exactly. <laughs> but like, and then it comes to job. Like, because when job was tearing into this movie, you know, I was like, you know what? It wasn't that. It wasn't awful. It wasn't god awful. Like it was better than Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. I'll give you that. It was. It wasn't boring, or it wasn't as boring as Batman vs Superman. And I liked the characters more than I did in Suicide Squad. Exactly. So, but when you're comparing dirt to shit, you have very little room to grow. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna use that. By the way, I'm gonna borrow that in life. So, saying. Justice League was better than Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad of course it because the only way it could be worse is if you were intentionally making it worse sabotaging yourselves yeah or something like that but I do see I do see it as moving in the right direction now I see where they're trying to go I see the characters that they're trying to develop yeah and I see the potential that could be especially garnering the success the success of Wonder Woman Okay, I can't disagree with you more. This movie was dumb and awful, and I didn't. I enjoyed so little of it. I was. I'm glad it was only two hours. That was the other better thing it had over Batman vs Superman. Uh, Batman it's vs Superman. I feel like took up my entire day. Uh, this was like a two hour film. You know, it was in and out and stuff like that. I was. I was very generous that they were merciful on that aspect. Let, 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 let me. Let me. Let me. Let me talk about the good. Uh, Superman was the best part of this film. Uh, because you actually, uh, uh, weird digital upper lip removal aside, uh, this was the first. I think this is fair. This is the this is the Superman we've been waiting on. This is like I was like, oh, this is Superman right here. His costume looked great. Uh, he he was he was he was charming. He had he was funny and he interacted well. And he wasn't mopey and dour the entire film. And you honestly believed he missed Lois. He missed his mom. He missed his farm. He missed his life. Right. Wonder Woman was good. She she really wasn't given much to work with. Her lines were terrible. The uh, Batman, I really wanted Batman to be good in this, but he, I feel like he was just kind of whatever. Let me see what else is good. Uh, I guess Wally West was. Or, I'm sorry, Barry Allen was funny, um, but like Justin said, he I felt like he was incredibly dumbed down. I'm like he's he's like trying to be a forensic scientist. Like I mean, I know most scientists probably don't have much of a personality, but they're not stupid. Like I'm just. Anyway, um, the parademons looked all right, I suppose. Um, uh, it started off well. That opening scene with Batman and the burglar was all right, I guess. Um, but overall, the film was awful. I was very disappointed. Not surprised, because this is exactly what I expected. It was... Look, okay, I know I've probably said this on the, on the four-parter that we did last year. But the worst decision DC ever made was hiring Zack Snyder to be the architect, I suppose, by de facto, like de facto architect, the Kevin Feige of their universe, because it's it's just ruined everything they've. It, he's been he's his vision has had to touch. Uh, mind you, he didn't really have any direct. I don't think he had any really direct involvement in Suicide Squad, but you can feel that they had to fit it to his vision of Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. And I'm sorry for the loss of his family, but he should have been fired after Batman versus Superman. I'm sorry, he, he it's awful. 
Like he's his vision does not suit these characters, and you can tell that Josh Whedon came in and there's two different people are like oh it didn't it seemed like one director like no it didn't it did not at all i don't know what movie y'all were watching but it was not good it was not good and i can't stress this enough justin didn't bring this up but i can't stress how ugly this film looked like this is a uh, motion pictures are a visual medium and you would think a visual medium being adapted from a visual medium medium because comic books while great storytelling, they're also a visual medium. You would think it would be a seamless transition. But this film is so ugly. It's gray. It's ugly. The main villain looks like a PS3 level, PS3 cutscene character. He looks ridiculous. He's stupid. He poses no threat to anything. He, It's an ugly looking film. The characters look ugly. Uh, Superman looks great because his costume was actually brightened and it fits cyborg looks terrible i'm like why are y'all the thing that pissed me off about cyborg there's several things where i'm just like he's kind of robotic and detached and then he's not and i'm like huh and he's his his character design looks awful his acting is so i get he's supposed to be robotic but i'm like i don't feel any life i don't feel any like like any kind of like animation no pun intended like i don't feel like he's like emoting i don't feel like he's like involved and it's like what can he do what are his powers what he what can he do what can't he do i'm like it doesn't make any sense to me the character was dumb the film was just ugly there's a scene on top of uh gotham police department with uh, uh commissioner gordon and it's nighttime i think it, it i don't know if it's raining or not it it's so gray and blah that i'm just like They'll spend $300 million on this movie. And this is what we came up with. It's so ugly. It's so... The cinematography is so ugly. The parody... It, it's just... It's so bad. And it's just like... the the It has no narrative focus. It's all over the place. You have four different... Four or five different movies going on. And there's so much wasted potential in this film. It's so bad. Batman, I don't, I don't get what Batman's doing. According to like their films aren't making sense in their own direct continuity. Like the Batman in this film is nothing like the Batman that was in the previous film. The Superman in this film is nothing like the Superman that was in this film than the previous film. Wonder Woman, I think, got by the the cleanest because like I think that they, I think they, like I said, Wonder Woman came out while this was still technically kind of filming, so I think they did their best to like adjust it. And you, the reshoots are very apparent to anyone who is keen, has a keen eye on those sort of things. You can tell by the wigs. You can tell by the green screen. The green screen, the CGI is so bad in this. So bad. Like, you would think this film came out fucking 10 years ago. It looks bad. Mind you, I didn't see it in 3D. I don't know if that would have helped. I saw it in regular 2D. Um, I'm glad I didn't pay for my own ticket. I got a free ticket on this one. Um, it's just bad. There's no... There's there's a simple question that everyone there's a simple question anyone watching a movie should be able to answer for any film who is the main character and there is no main character in this film there's yeah. there's none I I think we when Justin and I talked about it it was maybe Cyborg because he goes through the most change he has the biggest arc I was like maybe it's Wonder Woman but that's the thing a competent coherent film you should not be wondering like I told Justin Guardians of the Galaxy Peter Quill is the main character Avengers Tony Stark is I think is the main character on that one. 
there's a whole bunch of like inconsistencies and just nonsense and it's just like Jesus Christ and it's like the reason a little backstory I think we talked about it last time was they wanted something distinctly different from Marvel what Marvel was doing so they were like people really seem to like that Nolan gritty realism so it's, and Chris Nolan was done, so he's not going to be involved. He was a, produce, a producer, I think it feels like name only for Man of Steel. They What they did was, they're like, we need dark and gritty, which is just the superficial aspects of the Nolan trilogy. And they took it and they're like, well, that's distinct. That We can make that our own. So they were like, who do we get to do that? Zack Snyder, who who is a great visual director. He's a keen eye like with Watchmen, with Dawn of the, Dawn of the Dead remake with uh 300 very stylized very very like okay all right this is cool uh, this is eye popping and in this it's just it's just ugly like it's like you, you don't get it dude you keep making the same mistakes and i i, I guess i can't fault Zack snyder because this is definitely a Zack snyder film as far as looks goes and it's just like dc warner brothers why did you hire this dude this dude is ruined ruined wasted money like wasted your money wasted your time wasted all of our money and time it's like what are you doing i'm like what the fuck mind you keep in keep in mind what was the best film so far in this dc film in this dc universe it was wonder woman a film that is bright like a coherent focused concise narrative it, it, it makes its own film. It tells one story. It's very concise. It's very self-contained. You wouldn't even know, like, except for that opening scene, which is a flashback, which start, kicks the flashback off that's tied to Batman vs. Superman. If you just started the film with Diana being a kid, the film tells its own story. Like, it's like, it, it has nothing to do with anything else. And instead of telling one simple, coherent story, Justice League was literally all these different aspects of different various sources and they just piled them in a ball and were like is this all right and no it wasn't it was so stupid the plot doesn't make any sense the mother box i have no idea what those mother boxes did i i was just like why is batman in charge of this why is batman doing any of this he wanted to kill superman like three months ago and here's another thing okay i talked to justin about this when we were on the phone if you take the timeline in this universe, uh, Man of Steel, the, the time between Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman is maybe two years. Maybe. And then the time between Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, what did we say, three months, six months, somewhere around there? Roughly. Yeah. So Superman has been Supermaning for maybe two and a half years, at max three years. And he dies. And the whole world, not just America, the entire world apparently is mourning this dude's death. When we just saw him, Batman vs. Superman, most of these people can't, are afraid of him and hate him. And he's like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would the world be moping for someone that's only been on this planet three years? It's like, and who's brought, he's saved a bunch of people, but he's also brought hundreds of billions of dollars of destruction. It's like, what? Are you serious right now? And it's just little things, and it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the whole reviving Superman was needlessly complicated. Uh, and then another little nitpick that I had, and I was very curious how they were going to address it, because we all knew Superman was coming back. That's not really a spoiler. They kind of, they didn't really confirm it, but they also didn't, like, not confirm it. 
But so Superman comes back, right? In Batman vs. Yep. Superman, we see Superman die. We see a we see a funeral for Superman, but we also see a funeral for Clark Kent. We see it is an open casket. He died. He's dead. People saw him die. He like saw his body and they buried him. And at the end of this movie, Superman comes back. Okay, that's fine. Superman can come back. But at the end, Clark Kent is just walking the street and we I guess we assume He's got his old job back at the Daily Planet, which he's completely unqualified for because he never went to college or we never see him go to college or, or have any, like, journalistic pursuits. He just walks into the Daily Planet and, like, I want a job. And they're like, okay, cool, that's your desk right there. Apparently that's how things work in this universe. And it, and he's just walking around like nothing happened. I'm like, dude, you're dead. Like, they, they had an obituary for you. You died. How the fuck do you explain that? Like, What? That's a bigger issue. With, bigger issue with this. This universe doesn't feel real. I don't know what this world is. This universe is like. I don't know the daily lives of these people. I don't. I don't understand this universe. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like people flip their shit when man. When Batman. When Superman started showing up and shit happened. Batman's been around for twenty years, and apparently before that, Wonder Woman was in World War One. That's another thing. Where the fuck was Wonder Woman in between Wonder Woman and Batman vs Superman? They kind of address it, but at the same time, I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like what? Huh? And I'm hoping in Wonder Woman two they talk about it. Maybe they've developed they like they dive in further, but I'm like, but I don't I don't know how you're gonna dig yourself out of that hole right there. And the, the post credit scenes. The the one with Flash and Superman racing each other that's a throwback that I dig that that was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, as Justin said, the only good part of this was when Superman came back, and it's the Justice League are pretty much fighting Superman for like five minutes, and oh, that reminds me. Of, <laughs> so that was really cool how he kind of like almost kills everybody, but then Lois shows up, and so here's another here's another dumb thing about this movie. And it's just a minor thing, but it's a symptom of a larger issue. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand how this works. So so Clark comes back. So Superman's flying, and Batman's like, get bring in the big guns. And, like, she rolls up. And she sees Superman flying, floating in the air. Mind you, there are cops around her. There are literally cops five feet away from her, behind her. And she says, Clark! It's like, and he responds. And you just outed Superman. You just told everyone who Superman is. And I'm like, what? Either he has a secret identity or he doesn't have a secret identity. You need to make up your goddamn minds on this one. And it's like, it's just dumb. It's like they sneak into this Kryptonian spaceship. Why is the Kryptonian spaceship still there? Y'all couldn't move the Kryptonian spaceship? Maybe you shouldn't keep it in the middle of a giant populated city. I don't know. Maybe that's a thought. And it's just dumb, and, and and it's just, I was just watching it, I'm just like, this is so dumb. And the third act is the same third act from the Avengers, and from 2012. It's just bad, dude. It was just bad, and it, you think about all the resources. And I think this was my point to you, was like, all the money they invest in this. They have, and they have the best, they have their best characters. They have all this wealth of source material. And this is what we get, dude? This is what we get? It's poorly written. It was funny. I'll give you that. There were some Josh Whedonisms in there and stuff like that. And I was 
I, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of funny, but I, I can't stress it enough. For every good moment in the film, it was quickly followed and washed away by terrible, terrible stupidity. And there was potential because we talked about – we talked about in this film. There's a there's a line when uh, Bruce Wayne is talking to Wonder Woman, and they were talking about. Uh, he's like, "We need Superman back, mind you." This dude tried to kill Superman like fucking half a year ago, but whatever. Uh, and he was like, "We we need Superman back." And he's like, "I can't lead this team, right? I'm I'm Superman was more human than I am." And I was like, "Oh, there's something okay." That's something. something tangible that we can hold on to. That's that's a story right there. That is a story right there. That could have been your Batman versus Superman. That is yep. something. And then it just it's left alone, and they never talk about it again. And it's like, how are Batman and Superman friends? They barely knew each other, and like, they have maybe chatted, like talked, talked, like actual ch- chatted, like human beings, three times in this entire like span. They've come across each other it's like none of it makes sense and they just are hoping that you forgive and like set the bar low for them and i i don't like i i refuse i'm like you have no excuses you have no excuses to do because you didn't we didn't force you into this the audience wasn't like get that justice league movie out right away we were like hey we'd like a justice league movie but instead of being patient, instead of doing your due diligence, instead of properly establishing, you threw Hail Marys after Hail Mary after Hail Mary. And it's like, no, we're tired of this. We want Wonder Woman. Fuck the rest of this. We don't give a shit about this Superman. Although I, I'm actually curious if like we can actually like get this Superman that was in Justice League in its own movie. I don't care about this. Yeah, I don't care about Batman anymore. I don't – like I'm like whatever. Uh, spoiler alert, at the end, the last credit scene was – Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, and Deathstroke talking about forming a Legion of Doom. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. And people are like trying to be kind and gracious to this film. and be like, oh, well, you know, like Justin, no offense, man. You were like, oh, you know, it's a, it, it's a step in the right direction. But all I saw was a film with one foot in, one foot out. I'm like, make up your minds here. Go, go. You're either get off, shit or get off the pot. Like, don't, you can't be this and then leap to that it's like you can't be this while being that like you can't have your cake and eat it too either you're gonna stick to Zack Snyder's vision or you're going to go to this like you said what Wonder Woman the theme tone all that stuff you can't be both you're trying to reconcile two very different tones and it just doesn't work and I just I was just sitting there dude and I was just like this is this is so dumb this is such a waste of time. This is a waste of money. This is a waste of resources. I'm just like, you couldn't just, you just had to do it, couldn't you? You just couldn't. Now, I'll give it this. I'll give it this. I did forget about this aspect, but I was reminded of this uh, during this week. Originally, the film was supposed to be a two-parter. I don't know if you remember. They were going to try and do like an Infinity War thing where they were like film one giant movie and then break it up into two parts. And I was like, and then they and then they decided to just cram it all in one, which I'm like, okay, that's I guess that's kind of like that's beyond the director's decision, that's beyond the the writer's decision. I'm sure they 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 had to do their best if with like half as much time as they probably wanted to tell a a good Justice League story. But at the same time, I'm like, but that just goes you that just shows they don't this fr- this franchise this production 
the studio does not know what it's doing. It has no idea what it's doing. And I'm like, except Wonder Woman, because you know what? They just let Patty Jenkins and the writers of Wonder Woman do what they need to do with Wonder Woman. I'm like, yep. it's dumb. It's just a waste. It's just maddening. It's just maddening, because we grew up in an era with a great Batman TV show. We grew up in an era with great Justice League TV show. And I'm like, you, you own those. You can go back to those. You can take from those. That's not You can't steal from yourself. Like You can use that stuff. You did almost two decades ago. It drives me crazy because when you look at any like pretty much anything DC does animated wise, yeah, it's phenomenal and it's really well done and it goes really well. Well, but the fact they try to translate it to live action, yeah, they they lose all memory and sense of what what they're doing and what their source material is. Well, and it just bottoms out. Well, I'll say this about that. Um, I agree with you, but there's a lower stakes in a directed home video uh, animated thing that may be 90 minutes long. And there's a lot more hands in a giant production like this. There's a lot more chefs in one kitchen. There's a lot more money invested, so they expect a higher return. So they want more safe, a more a safer product. They're not willing to take as risks. There's a lot bigger audience with the, a Justice League film instead of like a Justice League like animated TV show or animated movie or something like that. So I understand that, but and I hate like we 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 lament that we have to compare it directly to Marvel because they're two different things. But since they are almost direct competitors, that you that you can't you, can, you can't talk about one without comparing it to the other, right? So nothing is stopping Marvel. Why couldn't you do what Marvel did? You were just proud and stubborn and be like, well, we want to do our own thing. And it's like, but you, <laughs> you, don't, have, you, can, you, you don't have to be radically different. You can be distinct without being radically different. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it drives me crazy because, you know, Marvel has had its characters split up among different yeah. parties. Yeah. And they're still thriving. Yeah. Whereas DC has all of their entire character roster yep. at their disposal. Yep. With the same amount of source material, yep. if not more. Yeah. And the same, and I would assume the same amount of budgeting money that they have as, as much as well, uh, Marvel and Disney do. Well, I'll say this. Um, yes. Uh, because Warner Brothers is a, a subsidy of Time Warner and stuff like that, and so they have money. But um, yeah. at first, when Marvel was just its own thing, and it was like outsourcing to like Paramount and like uh, this and that to release their films, they had to take on a giant, massive loan to produce all these films. But it paid yeah. off, and now that Disney owns them, they have all the fucking money in the world. So it's like, yeah, Marvel has just as you're on almost level playing fields here. I think Disney has more money than Warner Brothers, but, uh, I mean, it's not, you that it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Exactly. You, you have everything at your disposal. Yeah. And you continue to just... Shit the like, bed. Just plop this garbage on the plate and say, here you go, eat it. It's like, no. Yeah. It's dumb. But it's just dumb. 
it's exhausting. That's what it is. And it's frustrating because as fans, we don't. Uh, we're, we might be sounding like Marvel fanboys. I'll cop. I'm a Marvel fanboy. Um, but I, I don't. That doesn't mean I don't want a good Justice League. That doesn't mean I want a good. I don't want a good Superman or Batman movie. I'd love that. Ba- shit, uh, the Batman animated TV series is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Like I'm sure it is with you. Great. Yeah, and you love those. I'll, you I'll love, love the Justice League animated series. Yeah, those are great. We love those. I'll rewatch those today if I wanted to. But like, I mean, dude, if you want a really good DC dark movie, yeah. Watch uh, Flashpoint, because that's what they want yeah. to do with the upcoming Flashpoint. I, I watched Flashpoint. I really dug it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, I didn't read the comic, but I hear it's pretty faithful. I was like, this is pretty legit. I dig this. So, and then, you know, that's what they, that's their next big step. Yeah. As far as movie-wise goes, is Flashpoint. And Flashpoint is huge. But, it, yeah, that's their saving grace. I think they're going to fix a lot of their problems by changing everything. And I think that's going to be... That's how they're going to course correct again because they can't just stick with something. They have to keep fucking changing things. I just... I just don't under... Like, granted, we we said that Thor Ragnarok was a course correction, for better or for worse, from the previous two, right? Yes. But that was their 17th film. They're course correcting on every film after Man of Steel. Like, it's like... You you don't... They don't know what they're doing over there. They have no idea. Without belaboring this any longer, because it is running, we're running kind of long. We're almost two hours in. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't, you didn't hate it, but you weren't necessarily proud of it, right? Exactly. I, 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 I hated it, but I wasn't surprised because I was like, everything I saw leading into this, I felt we both said we felt, I felt obligated not only because we wanted to talk about it on the pod, but also because we, we, we are fans and we are nerds and we, 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 we do want these things to be good. Right, it's just sad that it's they're they're not. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just continually frustrating that we're apart from Wonder Woman, we're consistently disappointed. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. So considering they both came out the same year, it's like, guys, come on now. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so the moment of truth. We're not going to do the questionnaire because I think I yeah we did the questionnaire early in the year with you. So um. So how do you rank them? Do you want to go from top to bottom, like five to one or one to five? Let's go five to one. Let's go five to one. Okay, go first. Five would be Justice League. Same. Four would be Thor. Okay. Oh, no, I can't rank Thor. Never mind. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do Justice League, Guardians. Oh. Wonder Woman, Lego Batman, Spider-Man. What about Logan. Oh, Logan's top. Like, okay, yeah, lo- yeah. We already said Logan's the top on both of them. <laughs> Logan's top. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're ranking uh, two through five. Yeah, pretty much. Through- yeah, um, yeah. That's okay. The reason why I only have five, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Um, uh, I'll say this. Yes, Justice League is five, and I'll keep this in mind. I want to say this honestly. Justice League is the only bad film on my list. Like the rest of the films are fine. And. Okay. This is the distant fifth. Like, everything else is... This is so below basement for me. Justice League was awful. The rest of them are good. The rest of them are all legit. For four, I have a tie. Um, I have Wonder Woman and Lego Batman tied for fourth. So... Yeah. yeah uh, I... I couldn't distinguish them. Like, especially... They're very close. I feel like they were both fine. So... And I enjoyed them. But I, I didn't love them. 
Like, I, I enjoyed Lego Batman. If you made me pick, I'd probably pick Lego Batman above Wonder Woman. But I didn't want to seem like I was being too hard on Wonder Woman. Because I'm like... I did enjoy it. I, I respected it. But it's... It just remind it's just a reminder of all the wasted potential. So I don't know if that's that's it's it, that's not Wonder Woman's baggage. That's DC's baggage. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. I don't want to sound unfair, but I, that's why I was like, okay, Wonder Woman and Lego Batman are tied for me. Okay. Next is Thor Thor three for number three, but I'm worried that uh, I may be prisoner of the moment. Um, if I watch it again in years to come, it might it might be a three way tie between Lego Batman, Wonder Woman, or Wonder and uh-huh. Thor. So uh, those might change. I'm just gonna say at where I'm at right now, Thor is number three for yeah. me. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is number two for me. And then, like I All said, right. Logan is number one because that was it's it's the it's 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 up there with Dark Knight now. It's the, it's the, yeah. it's it's in the conversation for the best. Yeah, and I didn't rank Spider Man because obviously I think Spider Man. Well, I'll get more to that later, but uh, yeah, it and you didn't rank Thor, so. Um, we're going to talk about real quick what's to come. I think I said, okay, there's like five superhero films coming out next year. Um, we have, and we're going to talk about which we're excited about and which we're the least excited about. Um, we have, okay, so we have, um, all right, so I think the list is up to six, seven, sorry, seven, not five. The list is seven. So we have Avengers, Avengers Infinity War. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp. We have Deadpool 2. We have Venom. We have X-Men Dark Phoenix. We have Incredibles 2. And we have The New Mutants, which is like a, you know, you saw the preview for that. It's like kind of a horror-esque X-Men movie. Yeah, and Black Panther. Oh, and Black Panther. See? They left off Black Panther. Fuck this list. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Black Panther. Can't forget Black Panther, which I'm really excited about. Okay, so what are you most excited about that list? I think it's obvious, but... And then what are you least excited about on that list? So, least excited, I would probably say Dark Phoenix. Mm. Just because, you know, it's going to be hard to pull off the Dark Phoenix saga without Wolverine. Yeah. And Apocalypse left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, we literally forgot Apocalypse on our whole four-parter. Like, we completely blanked on it. Exactly. Mm. So... Not terribly excited, but I mean, I'm still gonna go see it. But yeah. I'm still, I don't, I'm not terribly excited. Most excited? It's gotta be Infinity War, dude. I was about to say, it's either Infinity War or Black Panther. Yeah, and we're getting those on the first half of the year, so that's exciting. Because Black Panther, like, uh, like Jess and I, my roommate. Yeah. I, like, we keep talking. It's. It, we, we're not sure if we're more excited about the movie or the soundtrack. Oh God, yeah, that soundtrack's gonna be awesome. The Black Panther. When you, how do you, you're not, you're not that thrilled about, you're not like, is Deadpool two not on that list? Oh well, that's the thing. I'm try, I, there's too many things. It's, yeah. it's Deadpool two is gonna be righteous. It looks like it's I mean, gonna be. Black Panther is gonna be badass. Yeah. Infinity War is gonna be epic. Yeah, that's gonna be. That's going to be an event. Incredibles 2 is going to be a blast. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so hard to just say, yeah, this is the one I'm most excited for. Mm. Well, I can tell you the least excited is Venom, because I don't know what Sony's going to do to make a Venom movie that doesn't feature Spider-Man. I'm like, wait, what? I, thought, I, think, they, I think they rewrote it and, or changed it up to be like, no, we're 
he's gonna be involved. I oh god, please don't, please don't, don't let Sony t- no, please. So I'm dreading I, I this. Think, I think they changed it and said that Parker will be involved because they realized the error of the ways. Uh, but it's like, uh, so uh, I, I just. <laughs> They're gonna ruin this character twice in a row, and it's like Jesus Christ, guys. Okay, oh, so, so not not even close to comparison, but it's the best thing I can give you. Spider-Man Three Venom is mm. like is my Korg and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, but then again, we forget that movie never happened. <laughs> uh, I don't care what anyone says; that film doesn't exist. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely most excited about Infinity War. Like, I think that's gonna be, like, holy shit. Like, fuck. And then the next, the sequel, Avengers 4, which they're filming Infinity War and Avengers 4 back-to-back is gonna be coming out May, uh, I think 2019. And that's gonna be awesome. Um, um, I'm worried that it's gonna be max capacity. Like, okay, this is gonna be too much. Like, this is gonna be... Holy shit! It's either gonna be a, it's it's gonna either be euphoric or orgasmic, or it's gonna be ooh, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we got another great slate coming up. I think a Deadpool two is gonna be good. Incredible twos is gonna be good. Although I don't know how that well it's gonna age. Uh, since it's been om- I think it's been over ten years since the first one came out. Um, I think I think thirteen years something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly, 13 years from yeah. the release of the first one to the second one yeah. or something like that. And, you know, I am really excited about Black Panther 2, and I'm excited about Ant-Man and the Wasp as well, because I think they're going to be... I really liked Ant-Man, um, and I really, yeah. I'm really, i really curious to see what they do with that. Um, but yeah, Avenger, Avengers Infinity War, I'm just looking forward to, like I said, if Hulk and Thanos don't throw down, what the hell are we even doing here? Exactly. Okay. Uh, like, if you don't have a dollar slugfest between the two then you're messing up so uh i asked you this if you don't have a response it's cool but i have a response uh what was your best movie best non-superhero movie of this year i mean star wars is probably going to be mine but it hasn't come out yet as of recording so uh what do you think yours is gonna be what do you what what would you what are you feeling right now what am i feeling i'm trying to remember everything that i've seen so far i have a list um Get Out was really good. Yeah, that's probably my, that's probably the best non-superhero film of the year for me. Um, I really liked uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I loved that. Not a lot of people oh, saw that, it. That was that was a stunning film. Uh, I really liked Baby Driver. Was a lot of fun. Uh, that, was, that was actually really. I was good. very pleasantly surprised by it, and uh, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see Dunkirk? You know Chris Nolan's film with about like the Battle of Dunkirk. I did not see Dunkirk. I really enjoyed that too. So, but I have to say, out of out of the films I've seen this year that are non superhero related, probably my favorite film so far, superhero related is, is Spider Man, uh, of course. But oh, non superhero yeah. film is probably Get Out. I was very impressed by that. I love that film. I'm trying to think what else is, what else I've seen this year. I'm trying to think back of everything I've seen. It's been a busy year. It's we've had a lot of good films this year. I mean, Power Rangers was pretty well done. I liked it because I was—I felt like I was five years old again, you know. Exactly, it was very nostalgic, and yeah. they helped through like some of the original stuff. So I, I was very—I I, I enjoyed it. Um, 
what else is coming out this year? I looked through the list, and those were the ones that jumped out at me. Um, I do have, like, a funny, uh, a, a movie that's so bad it's good. What's that? It's called Guardians. Oh, I think that's, I saw something about that. It's a Russian superhero. Oh, God. And, dude, when I tell you it is one of the greatest bad movies I've ever seen, I mean, it is one of the greatest bad movies I've ever seen. You know what I was thinking we both saw this year, um, but it came out last year? Uh, I, I think it just made it. Oh, no, it did release in the U.S. in 2016. Train to Busan. Dude. I know. When right? that is Netflix, that movie was no, I cried. The, the, yeah, I'm I got not, choked up too. Movie. That was that was. I'm telling you, the older I get, the easier it is for a film to make me cry. And I was just like, God damn, this movie's intense. This is just sad. I'm just like, fuck, fuck this movie. No, that, that was a phenomenal watch. Ooh, the accountant, I liked. I didn't like. I wasn't too big on the accountant. It just but felt like you it, didn't like. Mm, it was whatever. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But they're gonna be making a sequel, so there's there's that. There you go. Anyway, I think that does it for us today, man. It's going to probably be our longest episode, my longest episode to date. So, uh, should drop Wednesday, but with me traveling tomorrow and getting readjusted, I'll probably be exhausted Monday night. This might come out Thursday. I'm going to try and edit it as best as possible, but like I said, it might be Thursday because I'm. I know. uh, Yeah, I know I'm going to be driving all day tomorrow, and then I know I got to get right back to work on Monday. I might be too exhausted to edit Monday and Tuesday night, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Of course. All right, man. I love you. Thank you for doing this, man. We've been looking forward to this all year, man. It went great. Dude, this actually this went a lot smoother than the past one. Oh yeah, well, we we learned a lot. I learned a lot from those. God, I learned a lot from those episodes, but they were a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I love you, my man. Thanks for doing this. I'll I guess I'll I'll hit you up later, and uh, I guess we can chat about Star Wars maybe next year. Sounds like a plan, bro. All right, man. I love you. All right. Love you, too, dude. All right. Bye. Bye.